Hello and welcome back to the Velocity Network podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and we're less than two weeks from the Velocity General Assembly 2023, taking place in New York City on the 19th and 20th of June. So in anticipation, I'm bringing you three conversations I've had with people who are speaking at the event. First, you'll hear from Alex Chudnovsky from SAP. Then you'll hear from Yalko van Agelen from Aon. And finally, Andrew Consolo from Jobvice. There are still a few tickets left for the event, so if you'd like to participate in this once annual opportunity to build the future of work, register your ticket via the link in the show notes. So let's jump into my first conversation with Alex. You know, I I joined the technology world when the Web 2.0 came out about 20 years ago, and I'm, I'm always a student of technology. So about three years ago, actually in, in August of 2019, when this opportunity came about uh, and it hit my desk, uh, I was I got really excited because I kind of understood, um, especially being in the HR world for with many companies and then uh, with SAP, that there had to be a shift that each individual really needed to have ownership of stuff on themselves right yeah. it's it's okay to do the marketing piece uh, and sell us stuff but when it came down to careers and we were dealing with hiring people and I had to move countries and uh, learn about how the hiring practice happened there the data was a big challenge so when Velocity came around I met Roar and I met Ethan and others and uh, actually was um, uh, still the, one of the founding board members uh, since uh, but September of 2019. So I'm a big believer in this. Um, I think the world will look very differently in five years from now. Uh, I'm also a Web3 enthusiast, uh, not only with uh, verified credentials, but other blockchains, metaverse, you know, everything that kind of uh, changes the world. So I, I do look for new revolutionary things that are out there. Yeah. And have an opportunity to do it with SAP, who has the global reach. A lot of things definitely tend to start maybe in the U.S. or other parts, but I get to see the whole world. One of the key things that drew me to Velocity is that there's been lots of standards out there in the past, but nobody had like an execution plan. How do you mm. get vendors like us and others to actually like work together to get somewhere? Yeah. So I think that's what kept me in it and has uh, made me sing praises about what Velocity is doing. So I very much enjoy the group meeting other members, uh, thinking about challenges and uh, how do we solve them for the future? Yeah, 100%. And you made a huge step recently in issuing credentials to a large group of employees. I'm wondering what kind of response you got from people as they learned more about the opportunities which only their career credentials would create for them. Yeah, so we we figured that Web3 in general, right? So when we started talking about blockchain, everyone automatically kind of drifted off towards Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we had to take a step back. So we had to figure out that we we not only wanted to give them a career credential, we wanted to educate them. Hmm. So we kind of got on a, on a learning path where we wanted people to start to understand what that is. Um, I can tell you testing out uh, NFTs, testing out verified credentials, you know, four out of five people have never had anything like that. This was their first experience in Web3. 
So explaining what wallets are, how do you do all those different elements that, you know, houses different than a mobile, you know, banking app to, hey, well, this actually lives on your phone. It doesn't live anywhere else. So we had to go through an, an education experience. Uh, the people that kind of jumped in with us uh, very much enjoyed it. And I think the most frequent question is what's next? Mm. Uh, and I love that. But, you know, we all move at a certain speed. Uh, but we, we are building a pretty engaged community now, which I'm hoping will want to learn and get on this path with us. Yeah. Well, let's just briefly talk about what's next. What future do you see for verifiable credentials on SAP success factors? So I think for the short term, we're probably going to be piloting internally, mostly, either with our employees, maybe a little bit with our partners. We actually had um, our annual conference, Success Connect 2022, just a couple of weeks ago. And we actually uh, had 18 partners that partner awards. They were either finalists in six categories or award winners. So we're actually issuing them a verified credential. So we're kind of learning how people experience it. They want to understand it. I think we're waiting for some more enhancements from Velocity, uh, like sharing. So mm-hmm. like, it's great that you got a credential. What do I do with it? Yeah. Right? So I think uh, the, the story is building out over the next couple of months. Uh, we're looking forward to some of that capability. So I do see maybe this year and a little bit into next year is we keep finding opportunities to educate people on what that is that are part of the SAP ecosystem. Um, And I think hopefully sometime next year, uh, we'll get a few customers to do this with us. Um, And then we'll see how the rest of the network, right? It's it's kind of a, it's a network, right? So you have to have all the pieces functioning together. We're hoping we're pushing it quite a bit on our end. Um, Hoping other members are doing the same. Great. Well, look, it's good to hear from you and I'm sure we'll talk again. So, Alex, thanks for your time. Sounds good. Thanks, Alex. So, Yalko, it's great to speak to you this morning. I've got a few questions which I thought I'd just jump straight into. So, um, where do you see the possibilities created by issuing career credentials on Velocity fit into your general perspective on the future of work? Um, I think for me, uh, the most important thing is pushing ownership of data um, on talents, on skills to individuals. So making sure that we all as individuals, consumers, employees, whatever we are, own our own data and make it very easy for us to share uh, this data with others, companies, employers, if we want to do that. Uh, That's for me basically the, the core. Uh, to make it easier, to make it smoother. Uh, yes, it's also efficient, but in essence, it's about empowering people to own their own career credentials. And you presumably have discussed this within Aon and with your colleagues and partners. What's the general reaction to that? I mean, do people share your interest in that? Is it still really early days in terms of how people are thinking about the way that it can add value to their careers? Yeah, I think it's still quite early days. Everybody has heard these days of uh, skills passports, talent passports, those kind of things. So that resonates. People hear velocity and blockchain, they have a different mm-hmm. impression because then people mostly, most of the time think about the cryptocurrency and all those kind of things. Um, but if they start to think about it, yes, it makes sense. But it's also difficult for people internally, but also within other companies to really see the commercial use case. 
So from an individual perspective, yes. From a visionary perspective, yes. But how to make it practical and how to make it real, that's sometimes a challenge. But I think that with many new technologies and innovations, uh, you have to hit scale first. And you have this sort of tipping point, then it suddenly becomes um, realistic. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a good opportunity to talk about specific use cases. How will people having control over their career data help solve the problems of assessing and reducing skill gaps? Um, if you look at today's labor market, even if we, uh, since the last few weeks, have layoffs, but overall, we still have a huge shortage of talent. So it's about uh, finding the right talents, but also about upskilling and reskilling people. If you really want to focus on, hey, this is the future of work, this is we should be ready for the future as an organization. These are the skills and talents that we need. Then you need to have information on that. You need to have information and insights in the talents and skills of your people. And you can only get them via your people, via your employees. And I think the traditional view is that you then look at an organizational level and say, this is what we need. But ideally, you do it bottom up and start with the individuals. So I would ask Oli, Oli, can you share your credentials with me? Can you share your talents with me? Um, we can help you by with great assessments, with other things, with your previous employment history, with your diplomas. You can put them on your wallet, verified, uh, and it's easy for you to share them within this company or within another company. Uh, that's up to you. So it's a bit of a vague answer, but what I think it does is it helps you to collect all the information about your performance, your talents, your skills, your academical credentials uh, in your working life in one easy place um, without the need of proving that again and again and again, because that's often a hurdle. Uh, yeah. How much does that happen? We've got a fairly transient workforce in certain parts of the labor market. Do you see that often as an organization that people are having to essentially do the same assessments repeatedly just simply yeah. because they're moving jobs? Depends a bit on what kind of assessment, but yes, if you look at, um, if you work in the financial industry, in most it's quite a regulated industry, you also have to prove your compliance, uh, mm. tick many boxes, uh, know your customer. If you move from one financial industry from one bank to another bank, you have to redo them because every bank has probably their own internal processes. Uh, verification, background screening, a bit the same. You have to do it again and again. Uh, but also with practical, there's more in my area of expertise, like talent assessments. So cognitive skills is something that normally doesn't develop throughout the years. So most people are you would make it really simple at the smartest around 21, 23 maybe. Um, and that's it. And if you do another cognitive test, if the test is good, it shows the same. So, yeah. Okay. And you can argue if cognitive skills is the best predictor, but I think in general, we all agree that it is a good predictor for job success. Mm. Uh, but why do that again and again? If you look at your personality, I mean, if you make it more general, with, let's say the, the big five, introvert, extrovert, openness to experience and many other things, and it's not changing so much over life. Um, so I do that again and again. I think what is important that you think about all this information that you have about yourself, how can you match that with a job? Because jobs are different, requirements are different. But the basically the data that flows into this equation stays the same. So tell, tell me how you approached issuing certifications and what opportunities do you see that unlocking? So AOM assessments... Maybe this. We do around 30 million assessments, but mostly for, not for AOM, yeah, also for AOM, but mostly for other, other organizations. Uh, many people are trained and certified in one of our flagship tools. So it's a personality questionnaire, an adaptive personality questionnaire. And if you want to use that, you need to be trained and certified. So you know what, you, what to do. 
this certification you can get on your wallet. So that was step one for us. So people who have followed this training over the years, they can issue the credential. So we've built the technical capabilities to be able to issue credentials. Next step, and we're working on that right now, is that we have a solution that we call potential to code. So not per se anymore, can you, are you a good coder? But do you have what it takes to become a good coder? Yeah. If you've done this assessment, which is a combination of, of, of some pseudocoding and personality and a few other things, you get a certificate. And you can claim that certificate on the wallet. Um, that's not done yet, that we're building that right now. But that would mean that we have integrated it within our live assessment systems. And then the next step is what probably we can do it for all kinds of assessments. But the challenge is that you need to be able to, to, to interpret the certificate. So if I give you a complicated assessment and you have the results, it doesn't mean anything for, for, yeah. for, for, for you as an individual or for your new organization or for whomever you want to share it with. So we need to make sure that it's, the results are very easy to interpret and also quite easy to use widely. Great. Well, look, um, it's really interesting to, to hear the progress you're making and to hear what you think the opportunities are in the future. Thanks very much for your time, Yelko, and I'll speak to you again soon. Speak to you soon. Thanks. So, Andrew, great to speak to you today. Um, I want to start with a very broad question for you. Um, when you think about the future of applicant tracking systems, where do verifiable credentials fit into that? Well, I think it's it's a good question because that um, that is where uh, we're we're looking at improving the the time to hire and time to fill. Right, that's one of the most important things uh, for our customers, uh, and one of their biggest challenges in in hiring is getting the right people into the right job quickly. Um, so, w- one of the potential benefits of verifiable credentials is that it can speed this process up. So if you think about um, about 75% of positions being hired in the U.S. Um, require a background check. Either it's required by law or regulation or companies are doing it as a best practice. Um, so if you think about that step slowing down uh, the hiring, um, you know, if there's a way that that could be improved uh, or shortened by starting with verifiable data and verifiable credentials already. So I think that's kind of one of the potential benefits there. Yeah. Um, the, the other one is, is cost. I mean, there's significant cost uh, in, in real dollars in, in doing these background screenings. And if you as a candidate can say, look, I have all of the requirements, right? And I can prove it with these verifiable digital credentials, then you know the, the background check process itself is not only faster, but it's cheaper. And, and clearly there are the sort of broader issues and, and the questions which the industry are thinking about. So for Jobvite specifically, what led you to becoming involved with Velocity? And aside from those that you've mentioned already, what benefits do you see arising over the next few years as we develop some use cases and develop some examples of, of clients using verifiable right. Well, I think like, um, you know, Jobvite has quite a long history of being involved in um, standards development, um, being involved in, uh, you know, in making kind of investments in areas that uh, have potential benefit into, you know, talent acquisition and our customers. So we're always looking at opportunities uh, to help. 
Uh, and so this one looks interesting because it is, it's a completely different way of, uh, of this, um, of, of doing background screenings and, and doing the recruiting process and turning on its head a little bit. Um, so we're investing in, in that effort uh, because we think it does have some potential huge benefits, both for the, the candidate side, but also our, our customers and, and companies doing the hiring. Yeah. And, and obviously it's early days and with every new customer, there'll be new questions and new opportunities to test, test out the, uh, the technology and the processes. I'm interested in these initial conversations that you've had with customers. What's, what's their reaction been? Well, yeah, so it's been very positive. Uh, obviously, the, there's a lot of questions because yeah. this is a new area. And, and so part of it is, is educating the customer on what is a verifiable credential you know, how does that work on, on a blockchain? How does the candidate use that verifiable data? How would they apply for jobs? You know, how do they con- control that access? There's lots of those kind of questions. So once we get past, you know, some of the education on, on those things uh, and then explain how, how the process would work, um, there definitely is a lot of interest. Um, there's also some skepticism, right, which is healthy is like, how is this all going to evolve? How, mm. how will there be an ecosystem where candidates get credentials and then they apply for those jobs, right? Is, is how does that all kind of uh, start to grow? Um, but there definitely are customers who are very interested in being in, in that kind of cutting edge, uh, le- leading the market uh, in, the, in this adoption. So education is clearly an important next step. Is there anything else that you're kind of focusing on as a priority in order to keep pressing the case for verifiable credentials and specifically how Velocity are approaching it? Yeah, I think a couple of the areas is definitely it's it's the flow of the the verifiable data. So, you know, as a talent acquisition focused company, right, we're talking about uh, accepting the verifiable credentials as part of a job application. Mm. Uh, bringing that forward into the the actual application itself. What are the benefits for the recruiter? What do they see? That would be the next step. But then I think that the the last step, which we would do with our partners today, is getting them the verifiable credentials. So as a screening company, they can fast track those candidates that have verifiable credentials and you know shorten the the process. Absolutely, yeah. Well, of course, with any, any new innovation, making it very real and demonstrating to people the time it saves or the money it saves is the most effective way of showing its value, isn't it? So um, yeah, and and I think that that's where you know we have um, some early adopter customers working with the Velocity Network and 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 other and other technology providers is building that kind of first real ecosystem, yeah. right? Which not only will show as a proof point. Uh, but will then you be used as an example that other uh, other ecosystems can start with or other customers can can build on. Yeah. Well, Andrew, I'm looking forward to exploring this some more as we start seeing the results of the the, the tests that are taking place. So thanks very much for joining me today. Yeah, no, no worries. Nice to meet you. And they were my conversations with Alex Chudnovsky from SAP, Yelko van Arkelen from Aon, and Andrew Consolo from Jobvite. As I said at the beginning of the show, if you'd like to book your ticket for the General Assembly 2023, please visit the link in the show notes. Next week, I've got a long form interview with one of our keynote speakers from the event. So I'll see you back here again then.